Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. We will be chatting about February 22nd through 28th, 2019. I've realized I have issues saying Febu- February. February. Like, I don't, I've never heard anyone say the R, so I February. don't know. February. Like, possibly a pirate, but in can general. We, can we take out the R? Can it just be February? I thought we had. Like, inadvert- <laughs> like I think that's one of those things where the, the world didn't vocally agree, but we all just lapsed into it. And we're all like, the other months are so easy to say. Yeah. But February. Like Wednesday, <laughs> February 3rd. Because <laughs> I was recording these little, once a week, recording these little Mayfair minutes for BlastTheRadio.com, which is a local popular radio station. I hope you, like, yell them. You're like, you've reached Blast yeah, Radio, yeah. Mayfair Podcast. Yeah, I do it, like, 70s, 80s style. <laughs> But every time I say February, yeah. I stumble over it as I just did. <laughs> library I'm fine with. I hear some people say library. <laughs> oh, God. Well, that's just weird, though. <laughs> just weird. Do you ever re-record the minute, like, when you oh, stumble on it? a hundred times. <laughs> I can make, like, a little blooper reel of me doing it half a dozen times and swearing. Yeah. Or, like, you know, the dog will bark or the cat will <laughs> headbutt the microphone or oh, something. Yeah. That all sounds great. Our stupid cat, I'll be sitting there, and she'll be in another room. And I'll start. I'll go, like... Hi, this is Josh. Here's the listings for the Mayfair Theater. And she comes running in the room. She doesn't do it for anything else. Yeah. And I think she thinks I'm talking to her because yeah. there's no other human there. Yeah. That's really weird. He couldn't be doing anything else other than talking yeah. to me. He needs me. I gotta get to the yeah. other room and hit that there. microphone. That actually sounds better, though, than if, it, if there wasn't a cat running into the <laughs> yeah. room. Like, but, I mean, I have a soft spot for cats, so I suppose I'm a bit biased. A couple of times, back in the good old days before Lee got too cool for school to do the podcast mm. or too busy with real life things. He's too popular for us now. <laughs> yeah. We did a couple for my house just because that's the way the schedule worked out. Oh, that's fun. Did it once with Sam from Rocky Horror from my place too and I always just put in a little apology that you may hear the clicking of a, a dog's nails clicking yeah. on the hardwood <laughs> or stuff because we're at my house. So it's yeah. like, But I like that about the I mean not to say the modern podcast but <laughs> a podcast versus a radio show way more laid back. Yeah. And more and more, you'll listen to a podcast and, you know, a phone rings or a wife walks through the room or something. Andrew's and, eating a tea biscuit. Yeah, and yeah, the show just goes on, you know. It, I, I prefer that, really. I listen to a podcast called Horror Movie Survival Guide. And it's oh, yeah. two ladies in Los Angeles, back when they were kids, kept notes of the VHS movies they watched. Oh, man, I wish I had done that. And so they made a podcast. So one of the hosts just left amicably you know just she didn't I, get killed off yeah 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 <laughs> and i think she's doing some other cool movie stuff but i sent her a little message because we had you know swapped twitters before and so like yeah, that we're of, podcast pals we're podcast I, pals I think. and it's weird because someone like that because it's so laid back you feel like you know them mm-hmm. and they may talk about something personal in their life or whatever so it feels like a, a cousin who lives out of town or an old schoolmate or something and that's what i said to her i said it's gonna be weird not hearing your voice once a week or so. Yeah. Because you just get into that routine way more than I think like a talk show host or a traditional radio host. I listen to a podcast from Matt Myra, who's done a billion different podcasts and hosted a Star Trek Discovery after show. And it's about him and his wife trying to have a kid. I would never listen to that show normally, but I just kind of followed him. Yeah. And he's funny and his wife is funny. So now I talk about them to my wife in a tone of voice of talking about someone we know. Like, yeah. oh, uh, Dory is 32 weeks pregnant, you oh, know? <laughs> like, how, yeah, because I was going to say, like, how, like, what, is that an explicit show? Like, when they're talking about having a kid, like, what? what I've learned it, like, a lot. I've learned a lot. Like, I don't even know what questions I want to ask you right now about this. Well, it's but, all like, about two folks who 
couldn't have a baby okay. using science to have a baby. And I swear, as a nerd in my young 40s, yeah. 100% learned a bunch of stuff. Yeah, but and even like maybe some stuff you maybe didn't need to learn. And but... learned about how cool Canada is. Another reason Canada's cool compared to the states yeah. of, man, it's expensive down yeah. there. Free babies here. We're just always getting yeah, them here. Yeah, here, just a baby there. Boom, yeah, have constant baby. no babies. Yeah, but, but it's interesting and... and I'll bump into somebody, even our little podcast, I bumped into someone at Comic-Con last year because I hosted a couple panels. And they came up and they said they'd listened to the podcast. And it's such a weird thing. Yeah. Standing in the middle of a Comic-Con and a fellow nerd walks up and gives you a nice compliment. And you're yeah. like, oh, really? I mean, that Harley Robbins like here. So I can't imagine it happening at a... And, and like yeah. you, you make comics too. So you'd be like, oh, you know my work. And it's like, yeah, but not the comic books. I'm yeah. talking about a podcast he did. Would you like to buy some comic yeah. books? And they're like, no, I'd, no. I'd rather not. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> When's the free podcast coming yeah. out again? You're like, ah. And Andrew's not here this week because he's on assignment. Yeah. At his house. He's somewhere yeah. like... I figured we sent him to like Moscow, like Mission to Moscow or something. And it's just... it's. The hardest part about making a podcast is just making the podcast. Because even we were going to do this a couple days ago. Yeah. And I got too busy making schedules and stuff. We were so close to, like, and so I was close. like, maybe we'll do it. And then it was like no. nine o'clock. Yeah. So I'm like, Josh isn't doing this. So. And we just couldn't mesh schedules with Andrew this week, especially because we have Melissa, our normal manager, is on vacation. <laughs> we have no normal manager. Normal manager. <laughs> our abnormal manager. Yeah, that's so it all just. Of us meant that we've had to pick up a couple extra shifts yeah. and I was helping Anya with the schedule and I got to place a Coke order oh, man. and just like stuff that you normally I don't do. So yeah. it's like, man, this is hard when I got to do it all by myself. And even Coke called and they're like, who does the Coke order? And it's like, well, not me, but I'm doing the Coke order, but yeah, I don't gone. do the Coke order. And you're like, I don't even know. It's like some sort of weird comedy of errors where they put us in charge stupidly and we're like Fools. fumbling around trying to figure out how to work this place. Melissa comes back and we turn the candy bar into a ballroom. Yeah, that could be all right. It oh, does you need make a the mirror color ball. into a ballroom. Man, why not? Like, what are we? It's just not like a dancing ballroom, but like a ballroom, you know, yeah. like with pit, a pit of balls. And a, yeah, yeah, not like, not a mirror ball. <laughs> no, uh, no, no. What if it's a pit of mirror balls? Like, how horrific that, would that be? I can't even swim in these. That's bad for the kids. Yeah, and there's no light down here. It's like they're just weird, like silver balls. I hurt my eyes. Yeah, it's like the worst episode of Phantasm ever. And but that's what I call movies episodes. <laughs> episode fantastic. My my best friend's parents call that like shows like movies. They call them shows. Oh yeah. Like that was a good show. And I'm like, what Die Hard three? Like yeah, good show. And I'm like, there's nothing wrong with that, but it irks me for some reason. I like being highbrow like Scorsese and calling them pictures. That's good. I like that. Or like, moving pictures even is like that might be a little well like, because <laughs> too much. You don't have to overthink it much to realize how dumb of a word movie is yeah why are they called movies they're moving it sounds like what a child would say <laughs> they're witchcraft basically. yeah or talkies is exactly great. yeah talkies evolved into soundies because <laughs> they talk <laughs> yeah, like okay like, it's so weird and it's weird that like the stan and ollie movie is playing now so As that kind of works yeah. in with like what we're talking about and that's my nerd beef with calling comic books graphic novels is that i counter that statement with saying nobody ever says Let's go see a motion picture tonight. I wish, though. They say movies. Star Trek the motion picture is the closest anyone would come to saying that. But that's how, not playing anywhere, so... How many movies actually have that subtitle? See, that's a good question. And I feel like Andrew would be all over is that. It, He'd be like 17. Because like Star Trek the motion picture... There has to be more. ...was one of the... If not... Was it the first TV 2 movie? And it's not even a remake, it's in canon. Yeah. 
Which is weird. Like because it's because you know weird. there's other like you know Jaws was based off a book, but they don't call it Jaws the motion picture. No. Man. I gotta look that up now. Yeah, that's an interesting, uh, like... There is the thing. animated Transformers. It's called Transformers the movie. Yeah, but not the motion picture. Yeah, that's it. I, it might just be Star Trek. I want to call everything that now. Yeah, there has to be another one. Like, I feel like this is one of those things where, like, there's another random thing we would never have ever thought Because there's of. the Lego movie, the Muppet movie. See, I'm, yeah, I'm not going to check on my phone oh, no, right now. Check. I'm not. As we ponder that, let's get on to topic. <laughs> there's no topic. And chat about a busy week of February. I'm saying February. Fe- yeah, you've already like. You've been, <laughs> I'm, I'm embracing we it. We hate our February twenty second through the twenty eighth. The first thing that comes up when you type in the motion picture is Star, Star Trek, Trek the, the motion, motion picture. picture. We're right. That's it. Yeah, I think that really might be the only one. That, wow, that's an interesting bit of trivia. And it's yeah, it, like it's almost. I, I'm shocked. I got to be honest with you. Like I, I can't believe in all the history of cinema and all the picture, history of moving pictures. I wonder if in the late '70s when it came out, where some dumb studio execs like, no, it'll confuse people. They're just thinking we're going to show an yeah. episode of the show on <laughs> the like big screen. It's three shows in a row or yeah. whatever. Like like uh, or, the, or the animated series. Like I'd watch that on the big screen. I wonder if people's minds were so blown at the concept of a TV show going big screen yeah because now it happens all the time with remakes but for canon what it's like star trek x-files yeah it's still not that many no. things and then and the other thing is like they have those motion comic books or whatever they call them those like are they're weird. like extras on blu-rays and stuff yeah i guess it's a neat idea but i'm like i think i've watched a few and i'm like whoa i don't Isn't know it, aren't those just somebody like holding up the comic to Basically. a camera and, and moving it slightly making funny voices <laughs> yeah. as they it's which is fun, but yeah. it's it's kind of like like this is pretty lo-fi and like this is still happening nowadays. So I don't I don't really know. But if some people must be really into that, so I don't want to talk down on it. But they made a big deal about that for Watchmen when it came out. I remember. Yeah, because that was like the yeah I remember that that's the one I was thinking of as well. But then there actually is that animated, not like there's I don't think there's an animated like full length cartoon of Watchmen, but they have that whatever Tales from the Black Freighter. Yeah. Bit, which is just taken out of the movie. I've never actually watched the movie with that in it, like the ultimate cut or whatever it's called, because it's like, God, like three see, and a half hours see, at I'm least. Torn because I hate, well, hate's a strong word. <laughs> I do not like the films of Zack Snyder. I was going to say. <laughs> but I also love the thought of poking Alan Moore with a stick because he takes himself really seriously. True. And the Dawn of the Dead remake was better than it deserved to be. Yeah. I- I'll say. So I don't know if that's praise, but... But Alan Moore hates and he takes his name off of everything. Yeah. So I like the thought of there being like a you know a kid friendly Saturday morning cartoon and action figures and whatever yeah. just to make him angry. They even joked about it in The Simpsons. Yeah. Which oh, he yeah. was on. So, so he weird. so he endorses The Simpsons. Yeah. But not anything else. With not his anymore. Name on if it. that happened afterwards, he'd be like putting a frog curse on them. <laughs> so, yeah, because he's a wizard. Millhouse is like, well, can you sign my Watchmen Junior comic book? <laughs> <laughs> it's like Low Watchmen or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I guess he can poke fun at himself that time only, and that's it. And that was it, yeah. And then, you know, I mean, I kind of enjoyed League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, the movie. But well, I'm it's not saying it's good. V for Vendetta, which I know is your wife's fave. It's true. It shows you how not everybody was pissed off, because I think both on that movie and on Watchmen, the artist, I think it was David Lloyd on Vendetta and Dave Gibbons on Watchmen, both have a credit in the film as like based on a comic co-created by but Alan Moore's name <laughs> is just the gone. most you can say yeah man but he's he's so stuck on no this is my work and how it should be 
And my argument is always, yeah, but at the time you made Watchmen, there was a lot of creator-owned stuff going on. Yeah. Most famously, Ninja Turtles. So he could have taken that story idea from Watchmen and just done it by himself yeah. if he really wanted to and then had would have owned the characters. But he didn't. He did it for DC, got a nice big paycheck. And yeah. I think at the time, even the mid-'80s, it sold like crazy. Yeah. So I don't think they ever treated him wrong. But even as we speak, they are doing new stories with the Watchmen characters. Yeah, which he hates. Which he hates. <laughs> but DC's not breaking any laws. Yeah. Like, like, that's their characters, you know? So, so, I wonder, he must have just, well, not lost, I guess, but he must have given up so much money. Like, even just residuals oh. off Watchmen, Viva Vendetta. Yeah, even though those movies aren't, like, you know, Star Wars. Yeah. Even if you think it would have been... A small six-figure check, yeah, you know, like insane. Like, and that's that's. But it also tells you, like, he's clearly set for life beyond with the stuff. He is yeah. cool with cashing checks for. So I would not have. I would sell out so fast. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, I love to be that guy who's just like, no, don't you do this to my thing. I'm like, hmm, ten million dollars. I swear, <laughs> if Michael Bay came to me and said, I oh, want, man. I want to do zombies. But we're going to take out monkeys and replace them with fashion models. Yeah, and zombies and replace them with vampires. And, yeah, like, like I'm going to co-direct it with Zack Snyder yeah. and Pauly Shore is going to be in it. I, I would just be like, how much am I getting? Yeah. Okay. How many people <laughs> that Josh hates can we mention? Yeah. Well, I remember we had, we were lucky enough to have the World War Z author, Max Brooks, oh, yeah. drop by. I think I might have mentioned this before. But he very honestly, with a smile on his face, kind of joked and he said, I took a big paycheck for World War Z. They changed everything yeah like the only similarity to the book is that there's zombies yeah and uh they're doing a sequel and i'll get another big paycheck and so he just kind of took it and was like yep that's how hollywood works yeah and he's doing other projects and doing other things but in that case you know sometimes it works out great like scott pilgrim where the producers and director have a love of the of the source material and yeah. and really work with the creator and have them on set and it comes out great and then sometimes it's they so just, <laughs> you know, get 18 different screenwriters yeah. and change the names of all the characters and, and go, yep. So, uh, and he's Mel Brooks' son, right? That's correct, Like, yes. that's so crazy to me. Like, that, that's already insanely noteworthy. But then to be able to, like, I just love when you can create something on your own and, and not ha not be attached to oh, the, the family Oh, and that's so different. And, you know, I believe he wrote, I might be wrong about this, but I believe he wrote G.I. Joe comics for a while. And he has other books out. When he was here, he was plugging another book that he was doing. Yeah. And so he's doing all this stuff completely out of the shadow of his dad. Yeah, and so unlike his material. Yeah, he's not doing, like, slapstick comedy or anything. <laughs> yeah. And it would have been very easy for him, I'm sure, to be a sit-at-home, play-video-games Hollywood kid, yeah, yeah. you know? I mean, he could be he'd be getting, like, producer credits on random stuff that <laughs> yeah. he's not even doing stuff for, probably. But it's, it's yeah, pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm very skeptical of... And maybe... He's a great member of the production team, but on, not to talk about TV, but on Star <laughs> Trek Discovery, Eugene Roddenberry is one of the executive producers. Ah. So one of the sons of Gene right. Roddenberry. And maybe he's actually in the trenches and making decisions, but he also could just be, my daddy did this. Yeah, yeah, we need a Roddenberry accredited <laughs> yeah. on here, so yeah, please. It's, it's it. The contract that Roddenberry made in the 80s was that one of my sons or one of my children have to be a producer. Yeah. So I don't know, but... Yeah, it could have been like that. You could have seen 
Max Brooks doing remakes of Young Frankenstein or it's something. Man, but. and it's crazy too because like just to, to like you just the name Eugene Roddenberry. You're like okay, you're clearly related yeah. to the only Roddenberry that we've heard of. With all due respect to other Roddenberrys, but you know, because like, I think of someone like Joe Hill, who could have easily been Joe yes. King, yeah. and then you're like, oh, you're a horror author, and your last name's King. Here's yeah. a bunch of money, and you're like, he obviously wanted his own start, you know? Yeah, and I like that he went his way through the trenches and got in and proved himself. Yeah, and then did a book with his dad. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. So, like, and now you know he's like Nosferatu is going to series. Oh and yeah, like I think a few of his books. Well, are that whole family, right? Isn't the other. I think there's another king. I think yeah. There's some. And I kind of and I, mean, I feel bad for that. The third king, you know, cause, yeah. which sounds like a movie <laughs> too. But yeah, because I can't. I, I know at t- at a time I knew, but you're so buried under two other authors in your family. Yeah, and I keep on meaning to read some stuff just to do it. Yeah, but his wife has quite the career in her own right. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, I don't know what she writes. But I know she has a very fine career in her own right. Right. But you know, when when someone in the family is the biggest author in modern times yeah. you're just kind of like okay yeah <laughs> like, and it's pretty wild and I, I love his you know his his twitter interactions and just like it's cool to think that he's like this cool old man you know who's not oh, yeah. like turning his nose up at you know modern technology or like modern readers or whatever like that you know he's very opinionated still yeah and, and he's just kind of he's still putting out books you know like and i don't i don't know I don't know how that works, you know, how much, if he's writing 90%, 100% of those books, I have no idea, but, like, yeah. well, I th- it, I he could have retired 30 years ago. Because <laughs> he does the impossible and treats writing like a job. Yeah. And I know because I'm a fan, what he does is he, like, wakes up at 8, has breakfast, writes from 9 a.m. till 1 p.m., and does that five days a week. Yeah. Nobody does that. Like, the most prolific authors don't do that. No. So that's how he has so much work, is that every day for four hours... He write, if not longer. Yeah, yeah. He writes, whereas the most popular writers in the world, you hear them joke about them being like, "Oh, gotta go do some dishes," yeah. you know, like procrastinate. <laughs> Just never. And those people aren't getting like royalty checks from you know under oh, the God. dome and like it's and uh, like I can't even imagine. Yeah, and that anyone with that deep of a resume, every time something happens, like oh VHS, DVD, Blu-ray, yeah, whatever, he's always getting some residual. And then the fact that a movie like It can come out and not only make a lot of money, but be really good. Absolutely. And especially that he doesn't have anything to do with most of the movies. Yeah. Any track record that deep is going to have good and bad. Yeah. But he's got a lot of good ones. Oh, man, I was just watching Graveyard Shift the other day, speaking of good and bad. Oh, man, I saw that here. Really? Oh, man. When was that, like 90? Yeah, exactly. Straight up, 90. My, like, secret Mayfair origins... (laughs) are like 89 to 94. <laughs> That's your sweet spot. Where I like lived here. Oh, did you see Sleepwalkers in 92? I saw Sleepwalkers and, you know, non-Stephen King, but of that genre. I remember seeing like Shocker here. Oh man, yeah. That might as well be Stephen King. Like, it yeah. seems like something he might have just like been like, yeah, here's this. It always makes me laugh because they were all like R-rated movies. Yeah. And I didn't even think about it. It was just recently I thought about it where I was like, I just got into those. And, and if I got into those when I was 14, yeah. I probably looked about nine. You know. and, and you're turning away people now. You yeah, know. like a monster. Yeah, but still, you know, it's it's that's hilarious. Like th- those movies are just 
Like, there's a charm to them, you know? Like, Graveyard Shift is not For sure. good, but, like, the main bad guy is hilarious. Like, his, like, main accent is just over the top. He's just like, the Graveyard Shift, you know? And the end credits song, I don't know if you remember it, but no. it's hilarious. It's is like it a rap? A, mostly. <laughs> oh, like, it's man. not an actual rap, but it takes uh, sound clips from the movie, and it has kind of a beat, but not... It's like almost like a world beat. And they're just like, the Graveyard Shift. And then they're like... Rats don't hear this big or whatever. Like that's Weird. I cribbed that from Anaconda, but it's still like that kind of thing. That's just dialogue from throughout the movie, and then the guy, the bad guy, repeatedly saying the graveyard shift. Sounds like the monster mash. It's, it basically <laughs> is. It justifies the movie. Those two things alone, but and the fact that it has like a Blu-ray release, it still makes me laugh. Like everything's on Blu-ray. Junk movies, you know. One movie I saw here from Stephen King that I really loved was Needful Things. Yeah. It's a little movie that kind of came and went and doesn't get, you know, not put on yeah. the shelf the same way as, like, you know, Cujo or yeah. Terry. Is it Max von Sydow? Yeah, I yeah. really... It's a kind of a simple, like, devil comes to a small town and pits everyone against each other kind yeah. of movie. And I really liked both the book and the movie. Yeah, and the, the book is, like, way more graphic, I guess you'd and say. I like, could it's be intense. wrong, but I'm pretty sure it filmed in Halifax or PEI versus yeah. Maine. I yeah, think. I think so. And, you know, and it was pretty long. And, and there's actually, like, a longer version of it with, like, an extra half hour. Oh, God. I don't which, know if it I've was, seen it. I think it's, like, a TV cut or whatever, something like that. Yeah. I don't think I've seen it either, but, like, I'm sure it's a little more like the book. Yeah, Maybe I like that. Maybe something to look out for. You'll have to watch yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, so good. Okay, let's talk about these movies. <laughs> the Stephen King podcast Stephen is going King well. Podcast. <laughs> so we have not one, not two, not three, but four Oscar films this week. Oof. And it's... Three for lesser days, I think just because the opportunity came to squeeze them in. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if some of these come back. We have a Best Foreign Film nominee called Capernaum, and Lee saw it, said it was really great. I'm, I'm impressed that you pronounced it correctly the first time. I Although can't. I've never heard anyone say it out loud, so it maybe wrong. you might not have. So that's a Best Foreign Film nominee. Then three Best Picture nominees, A Star is Born, Bohemian Rhapsody, and Vice back for a second week. I think you mean four, isn't Twisted Pair up for... Oh, yeah, that's pair, right. Uh, Eight-time Oscar nominee, <laughs> Twisted Pair. So good. I don't want to jump ahead, but I. Yeah. that is the best picture I saw, so I mean... And we'll mention Twisted Pair uh, and put a bit of a threat in it. If, you, if, you're, if you're listening to this right away, because I'm going to put this up on Friday the 22nd, because we're running a bit behind. So on Saturday the 20... Or sorry, on the evening of Friday the 22nd... Oh, boy. ...is possibly... The last time we'll get to screen this. You said that all four times. I did because we're breaking the rules. I made Lee laugh very hard last night because I said Neil Breen put out a tweet essentially saying, "Hi, does anyone know how to distribute a film?" I, th- I was hoping you saw that. I was <laughs> right. going to send it to you, but I was like, "Ah, you'll you'll see this." Shout Factory or Asylum or somebody, I'm sure, would jump at yeah. that. And you even, know? I mean, you would think even Netflix would see that he has because he has a fan base. Yeah. I mean, you know, we. Like, some people laugh, but it's like, he does have... We're playing it a fourth time. Oh, yeah. I mean, he has a fan base, so I mean... But I'm just saying last time because he's never let us do this before. Yeah, we weren't supposed to get it twice. No, like, his weird business model is Disney to the nth degree of you play it once and then I take it away from you and... <laughs> it's in the green vault. Lee told me this and this blows my mind. And no disrespect to him at all because that's how he wants to do his distribution. Not only is it straight to DVD, yeah. he doesn't make a Blu-ray... Because he's afraid that theaters will screen the Blu-ray right. and it'll be the same quality. And then I joked, I was like, well, why not just hop right to VHS then? Then people really can't. Well, yeah, but know? then now that's in again. So, it's like, so that's, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, cassettes and uh, VHS are back, so. So, yeah, so if you haven't seen Twisted Pair, like I said, this is going to be going up the morning of the 22nd of February. 
But do come out and check it out. It's something. It's yeah. something to see on the big screen. I, I'm going for a second time, so I mean, I don't know if that tells you anything, really. Are you going with your Neil Breen leather jacket and wig? I should. I'm dressing as Kale. I, I can't remember the other guy. He plays yeah. He plays twins. Oh, yeah. That's Kale right. and Kane. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's like a Kane and Abel thing, right? Is it, though? Because <laughs> when it was like Kale, I was like, okay, is this some sort of like vegetarian shout-out type or something? Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, no spoilers, of course. No spoilers. But, but it's it is highly entertaining and especially like hopefully we do get a, a decent crowd because it was yes. it was so much fun watching that with the crowd and I am not exaggerating in the slightest like it, it was one of the most entertaining theater experiences I had in the last year just because people bought into it entirely and you know that it's it's the best effects he's ever done I would say I I would say it's his best movie so yeah. far. And I know he's already working on another one, so we'll probably have another Neil Breen movie in 2020. Yeah. Or, God, maybe in 2019. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how fast it's like. I have no idea what his yeah. timeline is, but you know, hopefully he gets distribution for the other movies yeah. and maybe we'll get to show something else again. Then we have an Ottawa premiere for a couple nights called The Party's Just Beginning. It's a very critically acclaimed kind of film fest movie from Karen Gillan. And I think it's the epitome of the, I'll go do a couple of really big movies and then go do a little bitty movie. This is her feature directorial debut. Did she write it as well? Or? I believe she did, yeah. Man, I think she did everything on it. That's crazy. And it's kind of a, I don't know if it's a like coming of age story, like a young 20s story. Yeah. But I think it's it's comedic as well. Right. Some, I, I think Karen Gillan's great. I, as every geek did, kind of fell in love with her on Doctor Who. Yeah. I felt bad because I didn't know who she was. I was like oh, yeah. almost mocking the poster. I was like, who the hell is Karen Gillan? And Josh is like, you don't know who Karen Gillan is? And then he like explained. And I was like, wow. Yeah, she's like nerd royalty right now. I felt terrible afterwards. I was like, okay, like I don't watch Doctor Who. I mean, I don't deliberately not watch, yeah. but I just. Because she's in Guardians of the Galaxy and the more recent Avengers, but kind of under a bunch of makeup. Yeah. Then also, she was in the Jumanji non-reboot sequel, non-reboot, non-sequel. Which I also didn't see, but... Which made a ton of money, and, she, yeah. and and I saw it. It was good. You know, it was a good kids movie. But between that, between Guardians and Avengers and Jumanji and Doctor Who, she's been in these giant yes. franchises all yeah. of a sudden. So it's cool that... I always think it's cool when an actor will do a little movie like this that... Yeah at best a fraction of the people will see but it kind of gets her acting chops up and she yeah. wants to be a director so that's cool and she could theoretically self-finance it you would think Pro after yeah. doing like that many franchises and it really does help to say oh there's that person from Avengers and Doctor Who yeah. because maybe somebody who might not normally go see a dark dramatic comedy would look at her and go oh yeah I'm gonna go see that yeah so, Hopefully the, the Doctor Who nerds will come out and check it out. Yeah, the like old me. bait and switch. <laughs> yeah. Like, you love Doctor Who, come and watch this coming-of-age comedy. And then this weekend we have two free-for-members, members-only events. We have Saturday Night Cinema, and then we have the 91st Annual Academy Awards Ceremony. Oh, man. And so that's on Saturday and Sunday. So, yeah, free-for-members, members-only. If you're not a member, you can get a membership card for 12 bucks. And then you get in cheaper every time you come for a year. There's what, always confusion. Yeah. And we have so much going on at the Oscars. We have a bunch of stuff we're going to give away. A bunch yeah. of DVDs and stuff. We have Smoke Shack on hand making some meat-based food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we have Collective Arts Brewery for booze. Yeah. There will also be wine and champagne they got confirmation on. 
and Panago Pizza will be dropping by with free pizza. Man, and I'll be coasting, so there'll be a lot of booze as well in, yeah. in another way. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of throwing of, yeah. of rotten produce. Yeah, they're going to be like, uh, yeah, can I get a couple more sliders to throw at that idiot up there? Because he's doing a terrible job. Don't throw sliders at the screen. Yeah, please don't. Don't throw spiders at the screen either. Like, nothing would be good. Spiders would cause less of a mess. <laughs> like he's throwing DVD copies of Sliders season one at me. Like this doesn't feel good. How complicated? Yeah, everything is just too much. So yeah, so that is our week, the twenty second through the twenty eighth of February. Man, what did I just put up? I just put up news for oh yeah, climax oh, starting right. the week of March eighth, which is another what's his name Gaspar Gaspar Noé Gaspar Noé. I, I am. A scared of yeah <laughs> this, this is his most accessible least insane movie but it is not not insane right so i mean you know like on a sliding scale of full-blown crazy gasper porn yeah to r-rated it's, it's, it's like yeah th- like there's no like there might be like a bit of nudity but there's no like hardcore sex there's right no, i mean it's in french so you know i don't think there's any swearing really yeah and french swearing yeah and it's you know obviously it devolves into madness as his movies tend to but yeah. it's definitely his most accessible and like tons of great reviews you know so i mean it's definitely uh it's it, it struck a chord you know yeah so. so that's what we have coming up we have not till april but i just posted the premiere poster for the invisibles which is a world war ii drama Level 16 is coming at the end of March, which is a Canadian sci-fi, which most importantly, my friend Jen did costumes oh, There you for. go. And you were so, like, her name's on the poster. Her name's on the poster. <laughs> you spotted it. I and, know famous people. And uh, Lords of Chaos, uh, same week as Climax. We've had a couple people asking about that. Yeah. So we'll have the dates for that the Monday before that week, as per normal. Then the Up All Night Fest. Oh, man. Which is Up All Night on the... 23rd? Yeah, so... Technically, 11.59 p.m. on the 23rd through <laughs> noon on the 24th. And I yeah. just say that because I know midnight causes confusion. It's the thing I like about military time. Yeah. As you know, it's 2,400 to 1,200. But Up All Night Fest, which is 12 hours of crazy old weird bad horror yeah, yeah, films yeah, like 12 hours of junk in a nice way yeah essentially like yeah. i i couldn't be more excited about it and and it's also uh 22nd 23rd we're doing our haxan screening uh with the silent film with a live band <laughs> so you're not sleeping oh for like, literally I'll, oh, i'm taking off the 23rd and the 24th because i'll be dead the next day but yeah. I, so i'll presumably be working the 22nd show and then i'll be up for good lord i don't know i mean yeah, 15 see, hours of movies i'm not doing the up all night fest because i probably will be working the matinee right afterwards and i'll i mean i'll, I'll let you know my reviews of the film yeah of course <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah that's gonna be uh an endurance test i think i wish we lived in a world where 300 people would come out to that kind of thing and we had a deeper bank account and we could just afford to do that from noon till midnight it's true but we just can't because like those four other movies will show around that time will be say it's a vice type movie in a a Star is Born type movie. Yeah, those will make more money than what this is going to make. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm very interested to see the crowd at around 10 a.m. because like yeah. I suspect we'll have a a decent crowd at midnight, and then it's going to like slowly chip away as it yeah. goes along. That's my suspicion, and then by the end, it's going to be me and the organizers yeah. probably. <laughs> Descent into madness. Yeah, well, one of the organizers was like, how do you stay up for 12 hours? And someone's like, coffee. And he was like, I only drink decaf. And I'm like, well, <laughs> you're going to have a bit of a problem, I think. Yeah. But, but I'll be there. <laughs> yeah. So that's it for this week. We're going to wrap this up because we're both technically on the job now. We have True. other things to do. Thanks for listening. Go visit our friends at House of Tiger across the street. 
I do know they just announced their March break. They will be doing a couple days of matinee free play. And that'll be around the time that we do cartoons, presumably? It will be, yeah. And we don't know what we're playing for March break yet. We have some wish list titles, yeah. but we don't know. Yeah, off the record we might know, but I don't want to say it to, <laughs> to break somebody's heart. We, Josh knows what he wants to play. I know what I want to play. Whether or not we'll really get that. We'll see. The story about a young man who gets bitten by a spider. Oh, man. But uh, we'll see. We'll man see. spider. Love man that. spider. Great movie. We can be found online at mayfairtheater.ca. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and the Facebook. And we will see you soon at the Mayfair for movie watching, fun, and excitement. Hopefully tonight for Twisted Pair. And by tonight, I mean tomorrow. But, you know, anyway. Don't you, confuse you know, people. Yeah, it's too much. Come see movies. Come see movies. Okay, thanks, everybody. Bye. Uh, I mean, bye. What was that? <laughs> I don't know. I thought we were already done. Sigh of resignment. <laughs> bye. Uh, I'm so happy. Another one finished. Life. Never again. <laughs> I need this. Stephen King invites you to venture deep inside the caverns below the old Bachman Mill. You're not thinking about going down in there where a secret lies long forgotten by any living soul. Just ain't no job worth this. The workers suspected. You can't put me down there. You can't put anybody down there. I know things. The owner denies it. What did happen to the fellow that started this job? He didn't work out. And everyone fears it. This place is infested. That might be the understatement of the year. Because one by one, it will devour them all. We're like shrimp in an all-you-can-eat salad bar, and that thing ain't stopping till it's full. Must be some other way out of here. It's full! This isn't real. This is the new horror from the mind of Stephen King. Graveyard Shift. Good benefits, early retirement.